Welcome everyone to the Midnight Bells. Tonight, I am Sadie, as every other night. I am Sarah, tonight and only tonight. <laughs> and I am Jessica, and it's my episode tonight. And you're also Jessica Knight, which we have made the same joke two episodes in a row. I, so I like stop. that we only make it for Jessica. Yeah, because she has me. the same last name. So. <laughs> I don't know, you wear my classes all the time, so I'm more used to your name. Sarah is Sarah. Okay. Well, you're just good night. I feel good about myself. Thanks, guys. I will always be just good night. All right. So tonight is a Jessica night, and what is Jessica talking about tonight? (laughs) This is not like a word anymore. (laughs) So, do you guys want to kind of interpret my emoji clues that I gave you earlier today? Can you give them to us again? Okay, so the emojis I gave you were like a, a full moon. But black. Like a black moon. So that's no moon. That's a new moon. Whatever. And then... A gorilla. A, a gorilla. Gorilla Grodd. What's Gorilla what Grodd? Gorilla Grodd? He's um, a villain in the DC universe. Oh my god. He's a gorilla who got hit with the particle accelerator so he becomes clearly it's not gorilla becomes a monster and he can read minds and he controls people this is a dc thing it didn't really happen it's not real folklore yeah comics are unfortunately he's the king of monsters or is that Godzilla? Was that it? I King Kong? No, it wasn't King Kong. Oh. It's not King Kong. He's also a work of fiction. Where monkeys or where gorillas? Is it no. Godzilla okay, or King on. Kong who's the king of monsters? Godzilla. Let me give you another clue. So the first emoji is not supposed to represent the moon. Oh. What I wanted it to represent looks like that emoji. Like visually a it rock, looks, a hole. You're a okay, rock. The first thing was very close. Rock monkey. What's another word for a rock? Stone. Stone gorilla. Stone. You guys are very hot. Stone ape, stone gorilla, stone. Hinge. All right. Stone. I'll stop you right there. <laughs> I'm gonna start the show here. Skunk ape. Nope. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> not skunk apes. Okay, okay. What does rocks have to do with skunk apes? I don't know. Okay, so who was closest? You said the first. You said stone, and then you said ape. Stone. So ape. you guys are both equally close. Just, just. All right, be quiet for a second. I'm gonna start the show here. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. But for, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you paint a picture? <laughs> hey, you know what? I said that my last episode, and then you said that your last episode. Paint a picture? Yeah. Oh, whoops. whoops. So we're repeating ourselves here. That's fine. I'm not going to say paint a picture tonight. We've right. said it like three times already. <laughs> what I am going to say is, for tonight's episode, we are going back thousands of years for this one, okay? All the way back to the origins of what we know as today's modern man. Our immediate predecessor is the now extinct Homo erectus. These were the first hominids to move beyond Africa and into different continents, Asia and parts of Europe. Okay. Can I just say, when you sent us those uh, emojis, I was at lunch and I was like, is she going to tell us something about evolution? And I was like, no, there's nothing. I was like, there's a moon. That can't be it. There's 
some, yeah, it's a little bit about evolution. It is about whoa, evolution. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a folklore. My coworker <laughs> is going to hate this episode. Oh, good. He does not believe in evolution. Good, good. You know oh. what? This is, this does is he for, listen? No. This is for all those people <laughs> who think evolution isn't the way things are, because it is. Sorry. Evolution's a myth, and that's what the topic of this episode is no, about. No, evolution isn't a myth. Evolution's a myth, Sadie. Sadie, everybody knows that we've never evolved ever before ever. I'm kidding. Okay, that's We're not what this episode is about. Okay, just let me let me get through it. So we got Homo erectus. Okay, yeah. that motherfucker was smart. He traveled. He used he, tools. He used tools. He killed things. He ate bugs and shit. He decided like, oh, I'm tired of Africa, and then he, and he went to other places. Okay, now. Those of the Homo erectus that did not die out eventually evolved into Homo sapiens, which is what we are. That's us. What are we, Sarah? Homo sapiens. Homo sapiens. She's listening. Homo sapiens. Sapiens. <laughs> okay, attention. Okay. We have now, this conversation again. Like we literally talk about like evolution, just to make your coworker angry all the time. Well, Good. he he believes in it, but not in the way he like. He's very confused by it. I shouldn't say he doesn't believe. He's confused. Good. Don't your coworkers listen to this? So they yeah. just relay this. You just I don't care. Him. Listen, she you're very care. confused. We make fun of him every you're day. You're confused. <laughs> After seven o'clock, we call it our seven o'clock conversations, and we just drag him. Good. All right. Well, after this, after this episode, he's going to be even more confused. Yeah. <laughs> so, scientists can all agree that there seems to be a very large gap in cognitive abilities and intelligence between Homo erectus and Homo sapiens. We don't really know what the catalyst was for this sudden consciousness that humans evolved to have. Okay? Shrooms. Oh, is that actually a thing? Sadie just got it. So this is the topic. <laughs> Are we talking about shrooms? This is the topic of tonight's episode. And it is called the stoned ape theory. Are you kidding me? Jessica's only talking about this because we just had a very long conversation about drugs and tripping and shrooms. I am just... Which I have never done. I got it right. <laughs> yes, you got it right, am but I, I pretty much put it in your hand. independently coming up with things that are actual concepts that scientists believe in? No. You might this just is like be a, a scientist. a monkey in a room with like a typewriter and it'll come out with Shakespeare. Like if you put me in a room, eventually I'll come up with like, what if monkeys ate shrooms? You think you could have come up with that on your own? Just Maybe. in your room? Maybe. She's saying she's locked in a room. If I'm locked in a room and alone. forced to, I can alone with her thoughts long possibly enough. Possibly contemplate that. Now think about all the things you could come up with if you were sitting in that same room in the dark all by yourself, but you were on shrooms. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. You're now woke. And I'm a different. Now do you get my, the gift that I sent? Yeah. After says okay. I'm woke. Yeah, I remember. I'm I woke. do remember this. Did you say I'm woke or did it say stay there woke? There was a little stay psychedelic gift with yeah. stay woke on it. Y'all didn't get it. And I thought Jessica was just being sassy, so I ignored it. Yeah, you said stay woke. <laughs> Because she is sassy. Okay, so... Did we, you just discover how to send gifts or something over... Because I feel like you never... Um, about six months ago, yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be her new thing. How? Me and Nick primarily communicate through gifts. That's fair. It's not a whole Same. lot of... And we don't talk on the phone. He doesn't like to do that. Memes. Same. So Memes. it's just... 
gifts, really. Okay. So we cannot talk about the stoned ape theory without talking getting about... stoned. No, we're not getting stoned. <laughs> we cannot talk about the stoned ape theory without talking about the man who came up with this grand idea. Okay? This man was... <laughs> no. He would love to take credit for this, but no, it was not Nick. It was a man by the name of Terrence McKenna. Okay. He sounds like a pothead. Terrence McKenna was Colorado, born and raised American. I think he passed away in the early 2000s, 2000s or early 2000s. Oh. Um, born in like the, I want to say like the 50s. Colorado. Colorado. I think it's Colorado. I didn't write it down. Probably so Colorado. Here, which you know is not great. House effect took some too shrooms many shrooms because shrooms are supposed to help cognitive and memory and they all are that adaptogenic. 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 Yeah, that's what those okay. are called. Seriously. Adaptogens. I don't know what that means. That's means things that enhance performance. Exactly. So you can't take performance enhancing drugs. It's illegal. <laughs> Not what, do fi- what do you think a five-hour energy is? I don't know if that counts as an adaptogen. I mean, doesn't it give you more energy? It Make might. You less tired and... Yeah. Didn't you just complain? Don't you know that, oh. like, sugar is a drug? Caffeine. We're all addicted caffeine to Caffeine is an adaptogen. So that is, that oh, is included. We're all breaking the law. Yeah, okay, so Terrence McKenna was a notable American ethnobotanist. He was a psychedelics advocate, obviously. He was a mystic, a psychonaut, a lecturer, an author. He studied shamanism. Dude was an OG hippie. Just wish I could live this life. Dude. Grateful Dead idolized him. Okay. Probably didn't have a lot of credibility in the scientific community. You know, I was actually quite surprised to find the amount of stuff that I found on him. And, like, dude, like, lectured for years at, like, big schools. When you say ethnobotanicals, isn't that what, like, Kava and Kratom are? Probably. Sounds like it would be something he would be researching. He was mainly into weed, shrooms, and DMT. DMT and whiskey. So this is how DMT is related to how he figured out or found psilocybin mushrooms, which is what shrooms are, psilocybin mushrooms. Him and his brother Dennis, who Dennis is four years younger than Terrence, went on just a a trip to the Colombian Amazon in search of the DMT derivative or a plant that has DMT in it um, called Ukuhe or Akuhi. Instead of finding the Ukuhi plant, him and his brother discovered something called the Strophoria or Strophoria cubensis, which is a very strong psychedelic mushroom. They ate a shit ton and his life pretty much changed from there and he became the massive psychedelic advocate that he was. Hmm. He took um, some major balls. Trip yes. And, and balls. He, he actually coined the the name for that type of mushroom as the starborn magic mushroom. Okay. I will say can you if you want your thingy your botanical item to be like valued like 
I get that it's very appealing to call it like starshine mashed potatoes and stuff, but like just call it something scientific so everybody can sound serious when so they say it. So it sounds credible. Yeah. Nope. Nope. But I like on. it a little more. It makes sense why he calls it the starborn magic mushroom. So this is where we're going to get a little bit more mystical and where Jessica subject of this wiggling <laughs> yeah I did a wiggle this. where where this subject is going to fit our podcast a little bit more because after taking the starborn magic mushroom Terrence McKenna said that during his psychedelic trip the mushroom became a being that he was talking to Okay. okay. There's a little bit of green lady going so, on here. I am going to read to you some of the things that the mushroom Told said him. to McKenna. God, every and time you was, say, like, I'm going to, I'm like, you brought some. <laughs> and I'm like, we can't do this on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh. That's what was in your sticky rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sadie. Guess what? Y'all There's already no ate difference it. in my regular behavior, so obviously I'm just. You're always stoned. Yeah, just naturally. <laughs> it's true. But hey, after I after I tell you some more stuff, you might think you might believe that maybe we are all stoned. Honestly, you I already always have been. I already know. So does my eyelid doesn't even like want to work, and I know that. Yeah, that's, I noticed that. It's you're, so you're stoned. It's because I'm tired. So okay, so. McKenna believed that the Starborn Magic Mushroom was actually an alien entity. And he called it, or it called itself several names. One being the Mushroom, the Teaching Voice, or Logos. Okay. So these all sound a little evil. I feel like I've heard. I kind of like Logos, the Teaching Voice. Like, I don't know why. Just, just okay, for a second, imagine like a child saying like, um, the teaching voice told me that... That would be creepy as shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You and dad are gay as a lord. Who told you? The teaching voice told me I was a mistake. <laughs> so... It's true. This is what Logos, or the teaching voice, said to Terrence McKenna. And this, this um, transcript, this is a direct transcript. He claims that he did not, you know, go back and make any of this up. This is a direct transcription of what the mushroom said to him. And this can be found in his book. I think it's called The Gods of Food or something like that, or The Food of Food of Gods. It's Food of Gods. Ambrosia. All right, so here's a paragraph that the mushroom said to Terrence McKenna. I am old, older than thought in your species, which is itself 50 times older than your history. Though I have been on Earth for ages, I am from the stars. My home is no one planet, for many worlds scattered through the shining disk of the galaxy have conditions which allow my spores an opportunity for life. The mushroom which you see is the part of my body given to sex thrills and sunbathing. My true body is a fine network of fibers growing through the soil. These networks may cover acres and may have far more connections than the number in a human brain. So, based upon that, Terrence McKenna posited that mushroom spores actually did not originate here from this earth. That they float in space and landed here. <coughs> and possibly hundreds of thousands of years ago, 
when Homo erectus reigned, they were eating these psychedelic mushrooms. And he believes that they are what act as the catalyst for a sudden intellectual burst. And in lack of a better term, made humans become woke. So, and conscious and actually having an internal voice. But would you say that that's true for like every time there's like a huge like outbreak, like for example, like the Renaissance? I don't know. Does is that included in the theory? I mean... I guess that's a little less drastic, but we yeah, definitely... Yeah, well, what, what did the Renaissance take us from? It was us, like, living in poop, and then we realized, like, hey, poop belongs away from us. I mean, it was pretty not dramatic. Necess- not necessarily. That's pretty much what the Renaissance... The Renaissance was... It was definitely an intellectual awakening. Yeah, like, learning, like, how to read and write and, like, look at the stars in a different way. Maybe we should all do some shrooms because we need to learn some shit now. Maybe that would uh, fix stuff. Maybe. I thought it was interesting that it called itself Logos. Yeah. Because I've heard that before. I was like, where did I hear it? And I looked it up. And apparently it's tied to Christianity. And it was like, Jesus Christ is the embodiment of Logos, which is divine truth or meaning and stuff. Yeah. So Terrence McKenna believes that or believed that after having taken enough of these psychedelics and humans started to become conscious and thinking and, you know, being more aware of themselves and how they, where they are in the world as far as everyone goes, that this is actually, religion was one of the things that was sparked from taking psychedelics. And Makes a lot of sense. It kind of does. I think it does. Not to... Never know. Not to poop on religion too much. Somebody did see a burning bush and yeah. claimed they talked to him. There's some <laughs> wild things in some of those books. Like and giant- you're like, this guy was high. He was high as a kite. He didn't see a burning bush. He was just stoned. <laughs> I see it. I he see saw it. a talking mushroom, though. I mean... Well, was it was it a mushroom or was it like a mushroom being? What did Logos look like? I don't. He doesn't say what it looked like. It was just a voice. That's the best part talking to him. Okay. At so, least I didn't see. You know where it where it was a physical manif- manifestation of anything. So these little myco beings, myco thingies, were responsible for um, making humans human ish. That's what a lot of people think, and. This the book, um, the Food of Gods, has sold hundreds of thousands of copies. Actually, like I think he published it in the nineties, uh-huh. and it was like an immediate success. Like, there's a lot more people than I ever thought that are into this theory. Like, I really only learned about it a few months ago. I will say there is like a subset of like health freak people. Uh, I was looking at it for a while. I mentioned adaptogens and it's all about using these things called nootropics or zootropics to like enhance. And like I said, caffeine's one of them, but there's all the different ones and there's like um, ashwagandha and uh, there's all the, and I think guarana is one of them. And it's all just like hacking your body pretty much. Like mm-hmm. you can improve your memory. You can improve your eyesight. You can improve like your focus, depression, blah, blah, blah by like stacking these 
different weird adaptogens pretty much are what they're called in like different ways but they can also like work negatively yeah i would think if you take too many stack well, too many also, on top of each other if your body just doesn't like one like or you don't know what you're doing like if it, they're sort of like kind of like chinese medicine in a way like they do do things they're all like herbs that have like different effects so like you can really mess up by like, overdosing on one or not taking you know so it, it and also like some of them only work if you take them with other ones you you know this one's less effective unless you take this with it it's an interesting thing i was looking at it for a while but like you can spend a lot of money on it too because it's all supplements and it's not regulated so you could literally spend infinite money on these improvements. I bet most of it, or a lot of it, is the placebo effect. I'm sure. And I think a lot of it also, like, if you're healthy, you're probably going to find, like, minute improvements. I I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that if you're paying attention to the stuff you're putting into your body, you're probably going to be, like, you're probably already going to be better off. Mm-hmm. It's like taking vitamins. Yeah, to look into it. Yeah, it's kind of intri- it's like weirdly intriguing. And it's I mean it's kind of appeals to like nerd people who need something to apply it to. People get really in depth. I was on Reddit for a while. What subreddit was this under? Uh, it's like R Nootropics or R Adaptogens or something. Hmm. Oh, Reddit, where everything gets super nerd. But anyway, so these these mystical things helped these. Yeah, so it wasn't really mystical. It's just they just got stoned. These botanical thingies. So I guess how and they opened their minds. Psilocybin works. And, you know, other ethnobotanists and whatever scientists that study these sorts of things have, like, all agreed that there's several things that psilocybin can do. And a big one is that it makes you more social. It makes you more self-aware. It increases cognitive functions, memory, and they have given it to hunting dogs. Uh-huh. It makes them have better focus. senses. Like focus. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know. And another big one is that it makes you have a higher sex drive. So McKenna thought and other scientists agree that so all these cavemen essentially are taking psilocybin and now we are having orgies and lots of sex but not for the purpose of reproduction just because which I'm assuming does have a good effect on people which led to humans procreating very quickly and very rapidly an explosion an explosion of people Who knows? So we give a bunch of shrooms to everyone now. I think we should test this theory. Get a couple of gorillas. Get them stoned. See what happens. Wait, we don't need these one of us gorillas. Is this what happens? This was Homo we find erectus. The story? Our direct ancestor. Homo erectus. Right. But, but it's not if an we ape. can get then them yes. stoned. Then yes. Planet of the Apes. Is this where yetis and Sasquatch yep, came from? Maybe. And you know, it's it's strange that psilocybin mushrooms where do they grow in the himalayas they grow under cow patties like under the dung of large herded animals i don't want to do that anymore i don't want to eat who is around the cows and the bulls and all that 
people, nomadic people. Yeah. That were around these animals, hunting these animals, living amongst these animals. There's their mushrooms perfectly. They were hunter gatherers. Listen, you're walking around. You're a dirt person and hey, you're don't just call them dirt people. You're a dirt, dirt person. person. Just, they're just not great. They're not, they're not fully human yet. And they just look in the poop and you find a mushroom and you're like, I'll eat this one. What are you this doing? This one looks good. Get out of the poop. Hey, and now I'm suddenly way smarter. I ate the poop mushrooms. And eat more. I saw a photo of somebody who had a mushroom growing in their house. Like uh-huh. a natural oh, one. Oh, I think I saw that too. Gross. Yeah, that's They were like, gross. is this bad? And somebody was like, at this point, yes, it's very yeah, bad. Yeah, because it's literally in your freaking wall. It's like growing out <laughs> of your wall. It's like in your wall. So, it's too late. <laughs> what I found the most interesting about this theory wasn't so much that maybe it could be some sort of catalyst that, you know, changed humanity as we know it. Um, but just the thought that because we as people that have consumed lots of television and comic books and whatnots, we what what do you think of when you think of an alien? Um a a goofy looking being. Yeah, like a humanoid being with a head and hands and eyes and feet that kind of look like us in some in some way. And can speak, but what if this is kind of related to the octopus episode? You're right. What if extraterrestrial life is not in a form at all like what we're imagining? And it's something as simple as a minuscule spore traveling through space, and it is intelligent. We just don't know that because we have no way of communicating with it. It yeah. lives on a whole different That's plane kind of, of existence. That was kind of one of the theories for the octopus. Like, the octopus were human, like or not human. The octopus were a Earth-born animal, but an alien spore infected it, and instead of it killing, it just evolved. That could have happened with these mushrooms. Just to... And they've been here forever. Just to recap, I think with the octopus, the theory was that it was a Cenozoic era or something. Thing the, the the weird one where all of the weird stuff in the ocean yeah. popped up and it was like these are too weird to be they went from natural. like they went from like nothing to like being weird. the dopest animals ever flatworms <laughs> and it was a strange time so that was a theory that like I guess like octopus were kind of like just shot to earth so that was just to recap in case you haven't you listened to that same spores could be the mushrooms it could be the same spores water somewhere in the forest there could be spores the same type of spores that landed here on a different planet somewhere maybe they're communicating listen they have found that fungus or fungi i guess they can be miles wide it can be a single organism Mm -hmm. can be miles wide which is why they are literally and like logo said to mckenna they are literally a whole network of fibers under the earth so here's some more uh, urgent question. What are we doing to prepare ourselves against the mushroom uprising? It's like that uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. The Happening. The Happening. We have discussed oh this on this that you, podcast. We need to bring them back at least every five episodes. Yeah. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I think we've actually talked about the happening specifically, though, because we the pollen count is so high. And then Jessica said the premise is good. <laughs> it was. He just, <laughs> just he should have gone with story. mushrooms. He, he should have gone, gone with mushrooms. Exactly. 
I said, if you were on some mushrooms and watched that movie, mm, mind well, blown. There's uh, The Last of Us, which is about a zombie apocalypse, but caused by pretty much a cordyceps-like mushroom. The cordyceps, you guys know about oh, that, I'm right? No. Cordyceps, is that the one that's like a puff? No, cordyceps, oh. so it's usually in bugs like ants, I believe. It infects, so it infects the ant, and the ant slowly becomes a zombie. Oh, and the, the zombie ants, I've heard about that. Yeah, it oh, yeah. bursts from their head. I've heard they, of this. Well, they go to find sunlight, and it bursts from their head, and then it infects other ants with the spores. So that's it's so baller. This, this, The Last of Us was a video game that was based on the concept. It's actually really good. It's very cinematic. It was based on the concept of what if cordyceps oh, could this pretty is much a video infect game? humans. Oh, yeah. I don't play video games. They need to make a video game about Terrence McKenna and the Stone Ape theory. Like, you're playing Terrence McKenna. You're playing a stoned ape. <laughs> yeah. So, let me give you some mushroom facts, because this shit is crazy, and it'll just further... Jessica's super into mushrooms Jessica's right now. Jessica's getting really She's ready. Let mushrooms. me rephrase this. I have never tried mushrooms, okay? Yeah. But can't make any promises. Legalize it. So... <laughs> And this is not, uh, this is mushrooms in general. This is not psilocybin mushrooms. This is just all mushrooms. Mushroom facts, okay? Okay, well, the first one isn't. <laughs> and that's a shroom oh, fact. Oh, I know. So this is what Terrence McKenna thinks, which I, I'm just going to rephrase it. Mushroom spores may have arrived on this planet from space. This may be, they may be a species of high intelligence that were attempting to establish a symbiotic relationship with human beings. Cosmic radiation pressure blew the spores through space. Now we're going to the mushroom facts. They can, mushrooms can survive in a vacuum and they are resistant to extremely cold temperatures. So mushroom spores can, they have proved this, survive in space. Okay. Um, they are made of a very durable material called chitin. It is the strongest natural material. Isn't that what bugs have? Yes, it is the same material that makes up hard out outer shells of insects and other arthropods. Guys, stop eating mushrooms. They're alive. They can feel it. Mm. Oof, that's um, not a good thought. There have been mushroom spores that have been found in every atmospheric layer. Spores can hibernate for a very long time, years and years and years, and then still germinate later. That was a mushroom fact. That's another random maybe fact. That's a mushroom fact. Oh, this one I thought was cool. I didn't know this. Maybe you guys knew this, but mushrooms, like humans and animals, take in oxygen and release carbon dioxide. God, I do which not. Which is the opposite of what plants do. Yeah. Plants take in carbon dioxide Guys, and I'm make you, oxygen. Mushrooms are alive. Mushrooms are alive. Like Stop eating them. They have feelings. Mushrooms contain no chlorophyll. They're basically humans. They're not basically humans. You there are, are cannibal. There are roughly 200 mushroom types that contain psilocybin, Ooh, which is the psychoactive psychedelic drug. Oh, and another thing that psilocybin does is it impacts your link, the language forming part of your brain. In a good way? So McKenna thought that one of the major things that it spawned was language. Because ah. before, Homo erectus didn't have a language. They, you know, communicated in gestures and grunts. Right. And he thinks that language came from 
stoned apes. Jessica, I feel like you're going to get like way too lit when you finally like explore this. <laughs> I'm just going to be so woke. You're going to be super you guys, woke. You won't even be able to deal. I don't like thinking about mushrooms being able to like feel things because I already know there's been studies now that show that plants feel pain and I kind of unsettling. Actually. Hey, vegans, you think you're better than us? Wow. Let's not incite hey the guys, vegans. Why did the mushroom get invited to all the parties? Why? Because he was a fun guy. I, I you know, I walked right into that one because I knew the answer. And then why I was did, like, why? why did he leave the party? Because there was a mushroom. I will say, if mushrooms are somehow sentient and also decide that they don't like us, mold is similar real bad. Actually, you know what? No scientists are going to check me on that because mold is not the same thing. Well, it is kind I thought of. mold was a fungus. Yeah, it is. So, like, black mold mm-hmm. could it really mess. I worked in a building with black mold and I had headaches, like, all the time. Yes. It yep. really is true there is a room at work uh-huh it's where my studio is and it has a very musty just damp smell to it and if i'm in it for more than 20 30 minutes really bad headache yeah it's it's bad be careful i'm sure there's way more mushrooms in this world than there are people honestly i i for one um except our mushroom overlords we thought we had to worry about the robots but no it's the mushrooms it's okay. Logos. Logos. Another frightening concept brought to you by video games. There is one that is about a fungus taking over robots. So, fun. Oh, that's fun. Um, there's mm-hmm. also a video game where a mushroom uh, races other people. That's fun, too. Mario Kart. Got it. That's Toad, and he prefers you not call him a mushroom. He's a toadstool. Yeah, whatever. It's a mushroom. What's Don't? a toadstool? It's a, one of those things. It's a mushroom. It's a toadstool. It's a stool for toads. Okay. I did find this really cool mushroom uh, when I went to Seattle, where, by the way, they have mushroom hunters, which is my ideal occupation. You told like us Like truffles, those fancy truffles. You literally just go into the forest and get mushrooms and sell them at the little farmer's I markets. I love that job. They have these little mushrooms that grow on trees called artist canvas, and you scratch into it, and it, it leaves like a really cool... like mark on it so what the big thing is like drawing on them can you sell them after that no that's more of a forest fun time thing seattle like okay i will say fun time thing washington has their forests down because they have little fairy houses everywhere and like mushrooms it's beautiful i want to live there whereas here in florida we got the swamps where the possible creepy killer clown and colt live listen you're more likely to find a really cute horseshoe crab than anything i saw three dolphins How about the Everglades, remember? That is true. We did Yeah, we have covered horrible things found in the swamp. So let's rein it in a little bit. Final thoughts. Scared of mushrooms now. But they are delicious. I, I'm honestly very interested in the possibility of psilocybin mushrooms helping anxiety. Jessica really wants to do shrooms. I want to because I have really bad anxiety and I just want to see if something that's natural could work without resorting to... I want to know if I can yes. increase my powers. I want to... So I, I'm, I've am i got the pay-for-a-day-go-back-all-year zoo pass. I really want to take some of these mushrooms into the zoo, throw them to the monkeys, see what happens. Oh Illegal. 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 Play of the apes. Here I we think come. <laughs> Jessica has a good theory about it helping anxiety, though. I have had people tell me they've taken it. 
I don't know why I'm doing this. Anymore. Yeah, you were doing a little quick air quotes. This is real. I don't need to do the air quotes. I've had people. <laughs> not actually people. people. They're the apes. They're the apes. <laughs> um, tell me that it's actually, like, changed their entire life around. Hmm. Was it a drug dealer? Just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. Was it someone who makes money off of the selling of (laughs) unhumanized mushrooms? No. Play of the apes, here we go. (laughs) Never know until we try it, I suppose. What's your favorite mushroom? Mine is the devil's tooth or whatever it's called. Um, I haven't really explored much into the mushroom field, so I don't know. We do like our darker topics on this podcast. There I like is to a, eat mushrooms. There is a mushroom called the ink cap, which is very poisonous. Lots of poisonous mushrooms out there. Do not, just a warning, do not go out in your yard and eat whatever mushroom you find. You will just the ones die. that are on the bottom of shit. Yeah, those are cool. <laughs> eat the ones under the poop. Oh, oh, and my final little thing here... Please, if you haven't already done it, go watch Ari Oster's new film, Midsommar. Because... <laughs> movie reviewing. It is amazing. Do. It makes sense in this episode. They're tripping on shrooms for like half the movie. I haven't watched it yet, but I did see a scene where somebody did like a vibe check and they just like... Vibe check. It's a. It's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. It is so unsettling. But a little bit of a gore really warning. Entertaining. It is extremely gory. Okay, a lot of a gore warning. Um, but it's not like gore, 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 gore. It's not like overwhelming amounts of gore. It's which, in my opinion, made it more shocking. And because it was a pretty, it was a pretty leveled. Just are you not shows right now? You can't story. remember a lot of easy words. <laughs> um, focus, and then just something. Nuts would happen, like and you're like, oh my god! I don't know. I I'm just have stressed to... out thinking about it. That's the best kind of movie. Go when you watch literally it. Get stressed I was out. literally in the theater, like my stomach was like in a tight bundle the whole time. I saw it too. Very entertaining. Oh, so good. Not as good as the first, but it was good. No, no it, well, it was very long too. It was very long. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I it. it. It was it was a nice wrapping up of it. So, Plan of the Apes, Shrooms, movie recommend. Thanks. Yes, that was just a couple little movie recommendations. It Chapter Two, Midsummer. If mushrooms decide to kill us, we are doomed because they're everywhere. We're on the side. Aren't we? We're on the mushroom side? No, we're on the human side. Why? Humans aren't that great. Can't be on both sides. A double H. Listen, we don't have to worry about them because the best way to defeat a mushroom, eat it. Oh my god. But then the spores are in your body. What about the mushrooms that make you giant and then tiny from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, Ah, yeah. Were those mushrooms? Were those mushrooms? She knows she ate some shrimps. She was tripping. She was tripping. She was tripping with the caterpillar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We already know that um, Alice in Wonderland is lots of drug references. Also, and a Those lot of ancient really art. A lot of ancient art shows people eating fucking mushrooms. I didn't write it down, but I saw it. Saw it with We have solved everything, guys. Mushrooms. That's what folklore is. Stay woke, everyone. Stay woke. Is that how we're ending the episode? Yeah. Uh, thank you Good for evening. listening to the Midnight Bells. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> Do you want to go through your outro again? Because we fucked it up. No, it's fine. Are we good? Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs>